0: Inside the halls of American hospitals, millions of people find comfort, healing, and support. But for many doctors and nurses, this couldn't be further from the truth. This podcast will dive into the shadows of American healthcare to investigate and uncover the abuse, control, and political power plays that leave the very people responsible for our nation's health broken and battered.
1: We're sharing stories of professionals in medicine that have experienced horrendous treatment at the hands of a broken system that does nothing to stop the trauma. As the Association of American Medical Colleges states, long before the Me Too movement, women in medicine have instinctively banded together to counter a culture that too often tolerated harassment.
0: From systemic trauma to abusive power to the unspoken rules of cover-ups and corruption, Mandy, Irby, and Phoebe will take you to the darkest corners of healthcare in America so you can have an inside look at
1: bringing humanity back 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 to to medicine. medicine. Sensitive content warning. This podcast will share details of triggering subjects such as sexual assault and workplace violence. So if you aren't in a space to listen, respect your mental health and tune in again at another time. Have you gotten a COVID vaccine? Are you planning on getting a COVID vaccine? Is your hospital requiring you or mandating that you be vaccinated to work there? Welcome back to the Pulse Check podcast. And this is a topic that Hee Hee and I disagree on. We can't wait to hear your thoughts and what's going on where you're working. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Heehee. Hee. Hi. Hey, I was it's- excited to dive into
0: this because this is something we disagree on. I think it's going to be hot, hot, hot.
1: <laughs> hey, um, this is Mandy, by the way. And we are back without a guest this week because we're going to dig into the vaccine topic first. And we'd love to hear from our guests in the future on what's going on in your in your workplace with vaccines first. The mandates are coming out. We are recording this at the beginning of September, and we are hearing all over the country that hospitals, university-related um, hospitals, and other um, healthcare-type facilities are requiring staff to get the COVID nineteen vaccine in order to remain employed. <sighs> Hee hey. Is it happening where you where you live?
0: It is. Yeah. So we're starting to see it kind of trickle into the the New England, Boston area. Uh, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, I just. I, I don't just think that people's up. I don't think that people's jobs are on the line yet, but I do think that that could be potentially where we are headed because it's opened up this question of you know, how much responsibility do the nurses have to uphold this, um, like mass health line of at least the people who are serving medicine are all vaccinated. That's the conversations we're having here.
1: Yeah. Is it, is it the responsibility of the staff? Is it the responsibility of the hospital? Are they just setting a precedent or setting an example, which is really cute. (laughs) I think it's bullshit. They're not setting an example after so much really bad behavior last year about COVID and minimizing it and denying that it was a problem and being dishonest about what it was really like inside of hospitals. Um, because hospitals did do that for many weeks along, I guess, along with the federal government. So
0: I think the conversation right now is more revolving around, can unvaccinated nurses provide honest clinical care because they are unvaccinated? Um, And I think people have really strong feelings on either side of that conversation. But I agree with you wholeheartedly that how are you going to fire the people who literally got us through this mm. pandemic and now you're going to turn around and say you bad, too sad <laughs> yeah yeah thanks thank you for all your really hard work last year through a life-changing event but you didn't do what we asked here on the other side of it mm. so adios
1: okay so he he thinks that the mandate should not be re- that there should not be a vaccine mandate within hospitals you should not be required to keep your job If you decide to not, or if you cannot get the COVID vaccine as a healthcare professional, correct?
0: Yeah. I don't think you should be fired for your decision for not being vaccinated. However, I do think there are, there is a path. So your, your vaccinated employees will be able to take one path with PPE and precautions and patient safety care and, you're unvaccinated people will have to take a different path. They need to wear the N95s it's uncomfortable and it's unfortunate, but if you're going to choose to be unvaccinated, you also can't choose to be anti-mask. It like, doesn't work Mm. like that. You have to choose one or the other. You can be vaccinated or you have to take the precautions to protect yourself and your patients and your coworkers. This is, this is about everybody. It's okay that you choose not to take the vaccine, but you have to wear a mask if you don't?
1: So I, I was asked recently, I was in a conversation with half of the folks had, we were all nurses. Half of the folks had gotten a vaccine and half of us had not been vaccinated. And I got a text later that night from a friend and she was like, don't be mad. I was like, oh God. She said, I can't tell if you are pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. And it got me thinking. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, what a compliment, you know, actually. Uh, I for do. me as Well, yeah, for me as I try to write the line. I am vaccinated. I'm a nurse and I have the vaccine. And, uh, you know, that is a privilege to be in a place where I was outside the hospital at the time. I can absolutely identify with healthcare workers that just don't trust it and they just don't, it doesn't sit right with them or, you know, there's a whole variety of folks that don't trust the healthcare system at all. I can't relate to all of the groups of people, but I get it. I mean, I, I hear you and I understand that there are a million reasons why you're not trusting of. The healthcare industry and our government and the U.S. (laughs) telling you what to do and forcing it down your throat. Yes, and uh, many, many, many groups have a history with you know discrimination and and being forced to do things. And you know, within 2020, healthcare workers were being forced to work in unsafe conditions. And if you just listened to a recent episode, you've heard um, a nurse talking about how she was denied a mask that could be life-saving that is life-saving denied a mask and forced to be at the bedside if she were going to work. And I can hear those nurses be like, "Uh, and you want me to get a vaccine that you say is going to be best for me? Like, how do you know it's best for me? So I think it's great when we can have conversation and it's not anti or pro it's just, I decided for me, that doesn't mean that it was an easy decision. That doesn't mean, you know, it's not going to be a new challenging decision if my kids get the vaccine. But I think, I don't think everyone who doesn't get the vaccine is anti-vaccine. And I don't think they're anti, always anti-science. And I, and I don't think that folks that get the vaccine that work in healthcare are bad people or deserve to be mistreated or reprimanded. I think that there's just science. You can spread COVID more likely without a vaccine with this huge, with these huge numbers going on. And if, you know, if nurses or healthcare professionals get COVID, they're working, they're probably more healthy than the folks that are in the beds in the hospitals and more susceptible to getting a work, having a worse outcome. If they have COVID, I think, I think this is a case of hospitals blaming, just like I felt when they say doulas can't be at the bedside or family can't be at the bedside to advocate, you know, one family member can't even be at the bedside to advocate for the patient. I think that's incredibly alarming. That's um, huge red flags for a facility to, to do that. And it's blaming folks coming in, bringing COVID when you're not even giving clean disposable masks to your staff, but you're blaming the rest of the, you know, consumers, everyone else for COVID inside of a hospital, which just isn't true.
0: I think this highlights so beautifully how political this has come and become right. How side versus side this has Mm -hmm. become because what about the doctors and the nurses who say that they don't want to or shouldn't have to take care of unvaccinated patients, Jeez, right? This yeah. side versus side thing mm-hmm. is just, it, it. I just have a question of like, if we're truly trying to crumble our healthcare system from the <sighs> inside out, because it does feel like we're headed that way, right? There's just this very, very clear divide. And I think a lot of, Providers and nurses who say those type of things think that they're getting this, like, they're getting back at the anti-vaxxers, like, ha, I'm gonna get back at you and not give you any medical care. But the same ripple effect that happens there happens when we fire someone. The gravity of the situation is huge, right? It it ripples into their children's lives. And if anybody in their family has a medical condition that requires a lot of financial support, that is gonna be disrupted. And Anything that family needs for their safety or their security, that's going to be disrupted. Like someone losing their job. How many nurses do you know too who are the breadwinner of their family and their, their partner doesn't make as much as them? And so they would be losing the primary money of their family. Mm-hmm. It's such a big decision. And so I think when we are thinking about mandating things for people's healthcare, and we're trying to equate that to whether they can properly do the task of their job, those two cannot be connected. Hmm. They are not, you can't connect those. You can't connect those. So what are your thoughts about nurses and doctors who say, I don't want to take take care of the unvaccinated?
1: Well, that's a good point firing someone because they can't do their job. Is it because they're a liability? Is that why they're being let go? Is it because they're a liability like health insurance wise? Like if you get COVID, you're, you're going to be a full-time employee, but you're going to be out for a month or, you know, a few weeks, or is it, we're taking a stand and this, this is how we're going to manipulate? our staff, were are taking a political stand. Like this is how much we want everyone to get a vaccine or are they like just wiping the slate, which is kind of how it feels in a lot of places. There's a lot of CEOs, one recently, a video of a CEO just being like, yeah, if you don't like it here, leave. And I, I'm going to raise my hand who has heard that from their management. Like I hear it all the time. Well, you don't but then like we it. want
0: to say that there's a nursing shortage. There's yeah. not a nursing shortage. No. You're treating people like garbage and you're telling them that if they don't like being treated like garbage, then there's the door. And then you're shocked and your jaw's on the floor when you're like, wow,
1: they all walked out the door. Right. Right. No, we value. It's kind of like, um, raising. I, I always, I always parallel, um, nurse or, you know, human rights, um, agency for making choices and decisions, getting the education and tools you need to be able to make the best decision for you at that time in healthcare. That's the fucking goal. Like if you have a patient who is saying yes and no to things, oh my gosh, yes. Like own it. I am so happy that you have enough information to really make these choices instead of looking and being like, I don't know what you think, what would you do? Or just do what you think is best. Like that's not the goal. And Same with my kids. Like when they talk back or they, you know, ask me why I'm like, gosh, well, here's why. And like, obviously I, I don't want you to just blindly obey, but also could you just blind, like one time blindly obey? Could you just do it? Could you just do it? <laughs> we want that. We want that in our patients. You can't ask. It's the same with like body feeding, giving, get, providing human milk for your family. We teach, we teach, we teach, we encourage, encourage, encourage. And then there's zero place to pump when we go to work, or there's zero safe place to store our milk when we go to work. Or we're told we lose out on pay if we choose to do that. It's like, what are you doing? You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth and have a staff that is a team. They, they will not go to bat for you. They will not keep staying here. They will not take your shit. And absolutely, people who don't have the vaccine can do their job really well. Absolutely, they give safe and amazing care. That is a personal decision that they've made about their body. Like, what's next if you've ever had an abortion and you can't work here? because that's political now that's politicized. Like, um, what? Yeah, you can work here, but do you have the Marina or just like, what's your plan for that? Like, are you going to have a baby? Like we are crossing a line and I know they've encouraged flu vaccines. And I know that this has been going on for a while. I've heard this argument before. This is different. It feels different because I was forced to have a flu vaccine. I was never threatened with my job, and I know that not every place is mandating for employment. I know VCU, I just looked up today. Where in Virginia, Virginia Commonwealth University Health System in Richmond announced last month that it's requiring employees to be vaccinated. Health system employees must get their first vaccine dose by September 15th. That sounds to me like you're gone on September 15th. They're going to start your paperwork. They will notify you, you are gone. Um I know that's not everywhere. And It doesn't have to be everywhere because the alternative, what I have heard coming out also is, uh, staff will be required to be tested every week, right? Okay. So you're not going to give someone N95 to prevent the spread. You're not going to give them proper PPE to try to prevent the spread within the hospital. You're not going to, you know, that patients with COVID give healthcare workers COVID, We know that we've seen that last year. We saw that all over the place. You're not going to do what you need to do as a healthcare facility to prevent that from happening. So you put the requirement on the staff. If they don't, there is a financial burden that is on the staff to pay for the test. That I like stood up and started yelling when someone told me that last week. That's hundreds of dollars a month. Do you know how much healthcare workers make to take $500 a month for a weekly test that they have to pay for themselves for a requirement that's a facility requirement? And the facility is choosing not to pay for negative pressure rooms. They're not paying for the required respirators. They're not paying for the things that need to happen to protect the staff and the patients. And they're telling the staff, you can pay $500. You know what they're doing? They're like, like taking it a little too far, but then they're just going to see what happens because they can, they're going to be like, well, if everyone leaves then we'll know, you know, we have to make the test a little bit cheaper, (laughs) but for now, I wonder what's going to happen. If they pay, then it's a win for the hospital. If everyone leaves and they don't pay, then they'll be like, oh shit, we'll just hire a bunch more people. And then like, you know, it'll only be like 50 bucks.
0: When you know that they have those tests laying around, but you're already testing patients. You're already testing people. Just test your nurses. It's not a big thing. Oh, man. Yeah, those tests did not
1: cost the hospital $100 each. That's for damn sure.
0: You know, this goes back to our episode of Profits Over People when our guest said they're just going to try something. And if it works and people do it, then that's the new norm and that's how the line gets pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. So.
1: This sucks. This is this real sucks. I want to hear from y'all listeners. This is a really, really sticky, tough, dire, sad place that we're in right now where we're minimizing your worth and you're, you're worth way more than this, this discussion about vaccine or not vaccine. Like it feels like years and decades and decades and decades of work. and
0: Erased, just, a, just crumbling, poof. just, yes, gone, poof. That was a great, seriously,
1: up in smoke. Yeah, and the vaccine is not a light decision. It's not a light decision. The friends that I have that are deciding it, are in the middle of building a family. Yeah. Yeah. They're having trouble conceiving. This is one, two, this is a few years. This is one job over like, am I going to be a mom? Am I not going to be? And I know that there's research coming out and I know that we're back and forth on this stuff, but it's new. It's all new for us. And a healthcare worker has seen both sides of each coin. Mm -hmm. You know, they've seen... Mm -hmm. When someone says, oh my gosh, did this make this happen? We're like, we don't know because we've seen it one way. We've seen it the other way. So brains are on overdrive and we're totally here for you. Like (laughs) holding space for being a healthcare worker, what we're all about. This is really hard.
0: This is really hard. Right. And your next moves so much hinges on it. Like literally so much hinges on, yeah. Your decision to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. It's tough out there.
1: And silver lining, when we were kind of discussing some notes a little earlier, he, he, you know, when you said, are we just crumbling the healthcare system? Are, are we just driving all of it into like off a cliff? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like a little part of me that's like, oh my God, are we, should we do it? this it is it really happening <laughs> are we gonna get to rewrite this Do we get to just leave and come back fresh because we're he he and I are really excited to talk about our next topic which you're not gonna be able to hear until the next episode so we'll see you next week for that <laughs> but silver lining I mean yes okay you get fired okay yes that is like for me right now, that would be de- totally detrimental. Pretty much any time in my life, that would be totally detrimental. Like I can't even imagine it. You can't imagine hard things until you do them. When you're sitting in them, then you have to figure out the next step. You need to figure out a way out. You need to figure out what you're going to do. When you have to do that, could you possibly do something that is totally amazing? Like there are, There is the discussion inside of nursing that you stay in my generation, and I'm an elder millennial, Gen Z, they're moving around a lot more often. I am. He, she's laughing at me. I can see her face. Hey, me am. too. I am too. But <laughs> I don't ever identify as that. I don't call me <laughs> elder Oh no, millennial. you gotta. Oh no, 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 you gotta own it. Everyone knows I got a side part, I've got jeans, whatever. It's not going away. Square nails. <laughs> Square nails. <laughs> Square nails. And we were told you go and you don't move around a lot. Like our parents did that. And generation, our grandparents definitely did that. You go, you get, um, your pension and you just stay. And I live in a small town in the South. So that's very much when I started nursing, that was very much what was going on and what was told. That's not it anymore. You move until you're happy. You work somewhere where you are valued. You practice in your passion I mean, L and D is my passion and I can't even imagine going anywhere else, but I know L and D nurses are doing it because they're not able to do, to give the support and the care that they know that they can, they know their patients deserve and it's killing them. And so they're going to pack you and they're going to the OR and they're going to peds and they're going to places where they can say, I cannot hate it here, you know, and I deserve that. And this is what's right for my family at this time. And this is not forever. And I'm okay with that too. So Learn about finance, like fiscal exercise, your fiscal education. You are not stuck under your hospital. You can still save in big ways and get ready for the future, and you can do it happier. And so, I just think the silver lining of dumping everyone is oh my gosh, what if nurses and healthcare workers find a place that's right for them? What if they travel and they change their family's life financially? That means that they you know, can go to the beach more often and go, you're not going to like, don't go to places with a bunch of people, just be safe. Okay. (laughs) But you know, you can like feel comfortable about your bank account. You can put your kids in karate, You can whatever your goals are. It could look different in the next few months and not in a bad way, even if it is like suffocating right now.
0: Yeah, change is really scary. Um, But I think this is a great place to wrap up because sometimes the answer really is to just crash and burn it, right? Sometimes the answer really is to just burn it all down and start from new. And if you have been involved in any sort of reconstruction and dismantling the current US medical system conversations, anytime recently in the last probably 10 years, you realize that there's there's not really a place that we could back up to and start because the medical system is crooked from the ground up. Right. And so almost the only answer is to burn it down and start new. So we are excited to see what this rebirth and this blossoming of our new healthcare system is going to look like. But I think we have, um, I think we have some rough terrain and some big waves to navigate before we get to that beautiful like plateau of wonderful flowers and funerals and sunshine and a wind on your face. And I'm picturing like, you know, the, the hills are alive type. That's scenery. Us
1: <laughs> Everyone in scrubs dancing on the <laughs> sound of music mountain. <laughs> I love it so much. We appreciate you. Thank you for the care that you give to our families and friends and our people that are in the hospital and sick and need you.
0: And if you have a story that you know you want to share on this podcast or you think will help other people or a story that you've been sitting on and you didn't know how to share it or when to share it, where to share it or who to share it with, Mandy and I'd love to share a platform with you and help get your story out, either identified as yourself or anonymously. You can check us out on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast and let us know in DMs if you'd love to be a guest on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to leave you with a quick stat and something to think about until we see you next time.
1: According to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, The prevalence of sexual harassment in academic medicine is almost double that of other science and engineering specialties. This presents a serious danger that ripples into patient safety, clinical outcomes, and burnout, which leads to costly loss of talent. How much safer could medicine be if nurses and physicians weren't also battling sexual harassment day in and day out? If you or anyone you know has a story to share, please contact us on Instagram, at pulsecheck.podcast. We'd love to share your story.